everyone. So in this episode, we will be learning about adjectival phrase using the particle nga. If you like my content, please do support my podcast. You can send in any donation to my Patreon or buy me a coffee on the link in the description box. I don't earn from making contents for my podcast since I don't have any sponsors whatsoever. So any donations, any donation is highly appreciated. You can also support my podcast by buying my book on Amazon called Simplified Davao Sibondo Grammar Book. It will be helpful in your study. Or you can also set a schedule to have a one-on-one lesson with me online. Just send me a message through the email in the description box. Thank you again for listening and back to our regular scheduled program. Welcome back, everyone. It's been a while since I uploaded a, a proper episode. Uh, this is going to be uh, episode 5 for season 2. So this time, we are going to talk about the adjectival phrase using particle nga. Yeah. So I don't have a script right now. So anything I'm going to say is I'm just reading my old lessons from my, my old students. And I'm just going to explain everything to you guys. Um, I'm just going to swing it because I don't have a script. I don't have time to make scripts anymore. But I, if you book my class, I will spare time to make your lesson and to give you proper lesson and to really make time for you if you want to be my student because you're going to pay me. But this podcast is free, so I'm just going to swing it. Right now, I don't have time to make scripts anymore because I have plenty of stuff going on. But I'll do my best to explain everything to you, alright? So, hopefully, it will be okay. Because right now, I have a free time. Because my student just had a last-minute cancellation. So, I have a little free time. I should be spending with my student, but he canceled. So, right now, I'm going to make an episode for you guys. Right. So, anyway... Uh, so today we are going to talk about, uh, this is one of the sentence patterns or the phrase patterns that I teach to my students, which is the um, adjectival phrase using particle nga. So basically what it does is it describes a noun using an adjective. And when you describe a noun using particle nga, um, what happens is that you are describing what type of a noun it is. So you're using adjectives to explain a little bit, to give a little description as to what type of noun it is. Like, for example, in English, you would say um, a beautiful type 
a flower or a blue type of flower. So you would say that, but in Bisaya, we would say, so blue would be like um, asul, and then flower is bulak. So we would say asul nga bulak, asul nga bulak. Yeah. So this is the easiest one to remember. There is another counterpart for this one. It's the ug part, which is actually a little too difficult if you're a Tagalog speaker. So if you're a Tagalog speaker, you're going to have a little problem learning the difference between the particle nga and particle og when it comes to adjectival phrases. The reason for that is because in Tagalog, in Filipino, you actually use the same type of particle, which is nga, na, sorry. So... In Tagalog, you would say na all the time, whether you are using it to objectively describe a noun or adding an information to a noun that, you know, to just to, to supplement a noun to, to, to describe what type of noun it is. So in, in Tagalog, you would say um, maganda, maganda na damit. Or magandang damit. Maganda na damit. So I think I've already discussed this a little a while ago. How it works with maayong, maayong buntag. Yeah, so it's kind of like the same. But the, the, the main difference is that in Bisaya, we have a lot of variations of, this, of, of, of describing a, a noun using an adjective. So we can say, Nindot og mata, which is... Someone has a beautiful eyes. Someone has beautiful eyes. Or you could say, Nindot nga mata. So it's a kind of eyes that is a beautiful type. So it's a beautiful type of eyes. So there is a difference between someone particularly having a beautiful eyes or a set of beautiful eyes or describing something, describing the eye itself as a type of eye that is beautiful. So there is a huge difference uh, in, in that kind of perspective in Cebuano compared to Tagalog. Because in Tagalog, in Filipino, you would say um, magandang mata. And that's it. And that's all they use. And it can be a little bit confusing if you're a Tagalog speaker. I had a little problem teaching one of my Tagalog students. Um, one of my Tagalog students is... Yeah, he, he couldn't figure out the difference between the og and the nga because of the way it, because the, the concept doesn't exist in the Filipino language. So it is a little bit difficult to understand, but you have to, the, the way to, if you're a Tagalog speaker and you want to learn this, you have to set aside what you know in Tagalog. You have to put it aside and try to figure out how things are perceived in another language, which is, in this case, it's the target language of Cebuano. So the same thing in English. It's a little bit easier to learn this in English because the gap is too wide. When the gap is too wide between languages, you can contrast easily the difference between two languages. When the gap is too close, but they're parallel, somewhat different, it kind of is difficult to differentiate because you can't contrast the difference of the perception between the languages. So that's one of the problems that learners have when they are trying to uh, decode or understand 
different concepts from another language. So it, the closer it is, so it's kind of like it shouldn't be the language that you need to learn shouldn't be too close to the language that to to your primary language, and it shouldn't be too far. So in this case, I can differentiate when I when I explain it in English. It's it's a little bit more a little easier to understand when I explain it in English rather than when I explain it in Tagalog because the gap between the Tagalog and Cebuano is very close. So it can be a little bit tricky for Filipinos um, to learn this. But if you're an English speaker, it's very easy to remember this. Just remember that the when you use particle nga for adjectival sentences, when you say adjectival sentences, that would mean that you have an adjective used to describe a noun within that phrase or within that sentence. Okay? So in this case, we're going to use an adjectival phrase. So that would mean we're using an adjective to describe a noun within a phrase. And the only way for you to do that is you use a particle that suits uh, with um, adjectival for, for adjectives, that suits with adjectives. So the only two adjectives, that, the only particles that works with adjectives um, between the noun and the adjective is actually the particle nga or the particle og. So in this case, we are going to learn particle now. So when used, uh, so the, the, the thing that we need to remember is that the necessary particle that we need to remember today is the particle nga. So particle nga is used when describing the noun, usually follows after the adjective. So we have an adjective followed by the particle and then followed by a noun. So that's the pattern that we need to follow, okay? And that's only a phrase. So it can be a little bit confusing for some people. Um, I know I sound like, oh, you're talking about linguistic stuff. No, I'm not talking about linguistic stuff. This is basic grammar that you've learned in in elementary, in high school, or in primary studies. So you've already dealt with it. You probably forgot about it because it's probably not the most important thing back then. But it is something that you learn. So I'm not using any linguistic terms, difficult linguistic terms. These are just ordinary grammar terms that you need to follow when you want to learn a language, especially if you are trying to learn the language structurally, using a structural approach, you need to learn the basics, the basics of grammar, just the simplest form of, of understanding grammar. So in this case, we're going to have a phrase. When you see a phrase, I know it can be a little bit confusing sometimes because some people would say, oh, a phrase would be like something you would say, right? Like, for example, a beautiful house is a phrase. Or you have a beautiful house or like something like that. So something that you would just say, it can be a phrase for some people. But in this case, when it comes to grammar, when you, when you say a phrase, it would mean that it's just a part of a sentence that is not complete. So you could have like the subject itself, like what are you talking about? The book, the beautiful, the beautiful book, that's a phrase. But when you say the beautiful book is there, then that's already a complete sentence. That would mean there are more than one phrase put together already in that sentence. So a phrase is just one segment of of a sentence so to form an utterance okay so when you say an adjectival phrase the function of that is that you're making a sh short segment 
of a sentence, just one part of a sentence that you primarily use as an adjective. Like, for example, you would say, the beautiful house. So that's a phrase. That's not a sentence. That's a phrase. So the beautiful house is incomplete. So you might ask yourself, like, what about the beautiful house? So that, that would explain that it is an adjective, it, that it is a, um, a phrase because it, it still has a lot of information missing into it in, to, to form a thought. So it's just the beautiful house. Now, what makes it an, an adjective of phrase is that because it uses an adjective to describe a noun within the phrase. So that's what makes it an adjective of a phrase. So the same thing with a noun phrase. When you see a noun phrase, there's nothing in there but nouns. You're using two nouns or more than two nouns. You can have more than two nouns put together to form a phrase, not a sentence, just a phrase. So you can have a noun phrase in there. So a noun phrase could include a lot of things. And pronouns are part of, of noun phrase because it's, you know, pronouns are part of nouns. It's just a substitute for a noun. Anyway, I'm digressing again. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so today we are going to, so as I mentioned before, we're going to learn the adjectival phrase, adjective nga plus noun. So an example for this would be basa nga papel. Basa nga papel. So when you say basa, that would mean wet. Remember our uh, previous episodes? So basa. So you have to make sure that there is a glottal catch there at the end because it would mean very differently if you change a little bit the pronunciation. So it's a basa, basa, nga. So that's N-G-A. It's spelled N-G-A, nga. So it has to be like a really glottal, okay? So we have an N-G sound in Cebuano, which is very glottal. Uh, no, 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 not glottal, sorry. Very nasal, so it's the most nasal sound. And that's one of the problems with it's actually one of the difficulties of English speakers. The reason is because most English-speaking countries or most people with from Western countries don't have, like, syllables that start with an NG. So normally the NG would be placed at the end of the syllable. Like, for example, when you say sing, so it's in the end of the syllable. You don't say sing. You actually say sing-ing. And then connect it very rapidly, singing, right? But in Visaya, we say nga, we have a lot of words that start with an ng. So it can be a little bit difficult because it is a very difficult kind of sound to produce. Anyway, so basa nga papel. So basa is wet and then papel is paper. Okay? So when you say basa nga papel, it would mean that. It's a type of paper because we're talking about, it's still a primarily a noun phrase. We're still talking about the noun here. You're just adding a little bit of information that is an adjective to, to give a little more detail to explain what type of paper it is so that people would understand which paper you're talking about. So, basa nga papel, that would mean it's a type of paper that is wet. It sounds a lot like that's a lot of words. It's actually a, a complete sentence already when you try to explain it in English or translate it in English. But in Bisaya, it's not. It's still a phrase. So the easiest way to translate this in English, basak na papel, is like wet paper. So what kind of paper is it? It is wet. So it's a wet paper. 
Okay. So yeah, it's actually kind of pretty easy, but you have to be careful. There's actually a lot of lim limitations on what you can use with this one. So the, the most flexible uh, adjectival phrase that we use all the time is uh, the og, the, the adjective og, and then the noun, which I will explain later on. Probably in a lesson, I'm not sure if I, I'm going to explain it here in the podcast, but I'll explain it in the lesson. But if you get the book, it's there. Yeah, I've, I've listed it down in the book to make it easier. So if you're going to um, if you're going to listen to the podcast, it might be good to get the book and then try to listen to the podcast while you're reading the book as you go through the sentence pattern. So then because then it will be a lot easier for you to understand what I'm talking about because you can visualize it. Okay. So, okay, one more thing, by the way. Um, when we say basa nga papel, this is actually um, an idiom for us. So when you say basa nga papel, it's, it, if you're taking it literally, then that would mean like it's a wet paper. But it doesn't make sense to have a wet paper, right? But when you say a wet paper, uh, when you say basa nga papel in Bisaya, it's an idiom. It's normally used as an idiom to indicate that someone is like already like, oh, I know what you're up to already. Basa na yung papel. Basa, basa na papel. It's like, I already know what you're up to. I know you're like into bad stuff. Like I, I, I know you're up to no good. I can read you already. Yeah. Not basa. Basa. It's like a wet paper. Because basa is like read. But then it would be like. Um, it, what it primarily means is like your reputation. You have a bad reputation when you have basa mga papel. Okay. Anyway. Uh, right. So I have a few other examples here that we can discuss. Because this is my old lesson from my previous students, um, particularly Ian. So he's not listening because he's not into podcasts, but he's, this is one of my lessons for him. Okay. So the structure that we need to follow, again, is part. Um, we can have particle, then the adjective, and then the particle na, or particle na, plus the, the noun itself, okay? And the thing about this is that if you're from Cebu, you would say nga. If you're trying to learn Cebu Cebuano, you would use the nga particle. But in in Davao, sometimes we use na. So when you look at different um, posts or um, if you're having a conversation with native speakers, sometimes they would use na instead of nga. So that's something to watch out for. Because na is actually Tagalog, and Davao Cebuano is a mixture of Filipino already. Like, there's a lot of things that are already borrowed from Filipino. Cebuano is still very homogenous. It's not really homogenous, but it's somewhat homogenous. You know what I mean? Like, there's they try to keep it a little pure, but sometimes it gets a little annoying, to be honest. Because it's like, oh, you shouldn't say this. That's not how languages work. I mean, come on. Anyway, uh, right. So, so some people would say na, some people would say nga. So if you're from Davao, if you're learning Davao Cebuano, you would probably use both nga and na. But if you're learning uh, Cebuano from Cebu or any Visayas, any Visayas 
dialect of Cebuano, you would use na instead of na. So there is a difference with the sound, okay? Na is an N, N A, and la is an N G A, okay? But their the function is pretty much the same. It's just it's just um the 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 it's just a variation because we borrowed it. Davo Davo borrowed it from from Tagalog. Anyway, so we have here some sample phrases. Right, so the function of this is to describe a noun while being part of the noun phrase. It's still part of a noun phrase. So basically what you're doing is that you're describing the noun, adding a little more information, using an adjective, but it still functions as a noun phrase. Okay, so the main word for this phrase is still the noun, not the adjective. It never is the adjective. It will always be the noun. Okay, so we have here one example. Um, number one, ang dagko nga plato. Ang dagko nga plato. So remember, ang is a topic marker, right? So we're talking about, what are we talking about here? So dagko nga plato. So dagko, it came from the word dako. From dako, it becomes dagko. So it becomes pluralized. So when you pluralize an, uh, an adjective, you just add G at the beginning of the first syllable, but it's not always the case, okay? So from dako, it becomes dagko, which means there's many giant stuff, right? And in this case, what we're talking about is plato. So what we're describing is plato. So what we're talking about here, plato, okay? Plato is a plate. So dagko nga plato, so when you say dagko nga plato, that would mean big plate. So the big plates. So in this case, the, the, the noun automatically is also um, pluralized because you're pluralizing the adjective once you're, when you translate it to English. But in Visaya, it should be, there's a difference between a dagko nga plato and dagko nga mga plato. There's a huge difference between those two when it comes to quantity. Okay, so when you say ang dagko nga plato, that would mean like the big, uh, it's kind of hard to explain it in English, but the translation is pretty much the same in English, but you have to understand what we're pluralizing here is not the plate itself, but the, the sizes, the sizes of the availability of that particular plate. But when you say dagko nga mga plato, that would mean that there's a lot of that plate and they are of the same giant size or big size. So there's a difference between dagko nga plato and mga dagko ang, dag, ang dako nga mga plato. Okay? Big difference. Huge difference. Right. So it's best that if you're listening, it's best that you're writing this down so you can visualize what I'm talking about. You need to pick up your listening ability, your listening skill when it comes to Cebuano because then it will be a lot easier to write things down. Okay, so next example is mga gagmain tao. Mga gagmain tao. So remember, mga is a, is a pluralizer, is a plural marker for nouns. So we say mga gagmain nga tao, right? So gagmai from the word gamai, which is small, and then you add G at the first syllable to make it plural. So there's like plenty of small stuff, right? 
So in this case, what we're talking about is tao, which is tao means people. So magagmang tao. So when you say magagmang tao, the small people. Not lit, not the the figuratively small people like the small people that are like impoverished or whatever like that. People like me, but I'm talking about small people like our really small people, like not midgets probably, but just you know the people of the smaller type, like people with a with a like not tall type people. You know what I mean? Like probably like a four eleven or or something like that kind of people. So their their height is somewhat small of that kind of category. So there are the, they are the kind of people when you say mga gagmain tao that would mean that there are the kind of people that are smaller type. But that could also mean you can also use that figuratively too. But it's I know it's not nice, but you know it. Well, it happens because there are people who are very condescending. So in real life, you might encounter that. So I'm just gonna say it anyway. So mga gagmain tao would mean like small people. It could mean like a small type of people, categorically speaking, like uh, or a type of people that are like generally small. Okay. Next, number three for our third example, we have ang mga mahalon nga mga sanina. Ang mga. So we have a topic marker followed by a plural marker. Ang mga. Ang topic marker mga. Plural marker, then mahal, mahal. When you say mahal, that would mean like expensive. In this case, we have ang mga mahalun, mahalun. Now there is a specific rule when it comes to adjectives. Like when you add on at the end of the adjective, it becomes an ish. Like, like for example, in English, like oh, it's kind of like pricey ish. You know what I mean? Or a bit, or or if you're describing someone as tall but not too tall, but it's like mm, it's tall-ish. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. When you add on at the end of an adjective, it becomes an uh, what do you call this? It becomes an ish kind of adjective. So when you say when you say so when you say mahalong mga sanina, so mahalong mahalun is like oh, it's somewhat like it's expensive-ish kind of. It's kind of expensive. Yeah, mahalon. Mm. Mahalon nga mga sanina. So that would mean the clothes. So sanina is like pieces of clothes. Sanina is a piece of clothing. So mga sanina would be clothes, right? So expensive-ish, a kind of expensive type of clothes. So when you say ang mga mahalong mga sanina, that would mean an expense, a kind of expensive type of clothes. Because remember, when you have nga particle, you are describing the noun as a type of, right? So it's a type of. You have to remember that. Ang mga mahalong sanina. Mga mahalong mga sanina. So it's a type of clothes that are kind of expensive. Yeah. Okay. Next is example number four would be ang mga pubring katawhan, ang mga pubring katawhan. So when you say katawhan, that would mean like the people itself, like the, a group of people, katawhan, citizens basically. Katawhan is like like citizen or something like that. 
I don't know. Um, it's kind of hard to translate that in English. But when you say then pobre is an adjective for poor. So pobre. So ang mga pobre nga katawhan. So that would mean like it's the 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 citizens that are like a impoverished type of citizen. So they are a type of citizen that are impoverished type. So ang mga pobre katawhan relate the, the the poor people. Okay. Yeah, I know it's a bit weird, but yeah, it's it's a common. It's a, it, it's 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 not a common example, but it you know, it's just for an example's sake. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know why I put it there. I just just I don't uh, I have no idea why I use that example, but whatever. Anyway, because I guess there's a lot of poor people in the Philippines, so it's it's just how it is, and we strive to make money to earn a little bit for our families to you know to make a living sometimes so that's why i can't it's it's really hard for me to put episodes every month without you know i have to spend more time earning rather than making um what they call this making new episodes but if i'm earning from podcast which i'm not i would i would spend more time making more content you know i would probably be teaching more because then i would be paid to to teach by then uh using the podcast platform but because it that doesn't really happen so whatever anyway but i'm doing this for the fun of it anyway um also i'm looking for students so if if you want to learn Cebuano, if you want to be taught Cebuano using structural approach and use it and you want to be taught in a way that is like someone explains to you how sentences work, why phrases work that way or how phrases are like are formed when you want to say something like this or say some say specific stuff. Um, I can do that for you. You can just email me. Send me an email on the description, and I'll be I'll be happy to I'll be more than happy to to set you a schedule. We can talk about um, the price and what kind of lesson you're gonna get. Okay. Anyway, the last example would be mga lami ang mga lami nga pagkaon. So mga lami nga pagkaon. So when you say lami, that would mean the adjective that we're using to. In this case, it's lami. So when you say lami, it's not lame. My my student Ian keeps on saying lame, which is is actually it's it's not a good way to say it because it sounds a little sexual when you say it that way. Yeah, it's it's not. Oh God, like it's like I keep telling him don't say it that way because it sounds weird. I was like, oh okay, okay. He keeps forgetting. Anyway, but you have to remember it's pronounced lami. Is an I and a hard E sound. Lami. So lami would mean like tastes good, tasty. There's a lot of meaning for lami. So it means that it could be like if 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 a feeling is good, then you would say lami as well. So anything that is good, that is uh, favorable or to your liking, that would be lami. Right, so mga lamik nga pagkaon. Mga lamik nga pagkaon, that would mean pagkaon is food or a meal. Well, generally, pagkaon is food. So lamik nga pagkaon, so that would mean tasty food. 
So when you're talking about oh, uh, daghan ang lami ng pagkain. So when you say say, um, I'm going to give you the the example sentence, an example sentence for that. So when you say daghan ang lami ang mga lami ng pagkain, so that would mean there's a lot to so daghan. There's means plenty. And then, ang mga lami. So, what we're talking about now is ang mga laming pagkaon, ang mga lami nga pagkaon. So, that would mean like the tasty food. So, the tasty food is plenty. Daghan ang mga lami nga pagkaon. Okay? So, mga lami nga pagkaon. So, these examples, these sample phrases that I've given you. Number one, ang, dag, ang dagko nga plato. Number two, mga gagmay nga tao. Number three, ang mga mahalon nga mga sanina. Number four, ang mga pubring, pubring nga mga tao. Ang ang mga pubring katao, ang mga pubring nga katauhan, sorry. Number five, mga lami nga pagkaon. These are all just phrases that you can use in a sentence. You can add anything to it. You need to follow the structure for whatever it is that you need to follow the kind of structure that you have to follow in order to form a thought. But you can use these phrases, this kind of phrase, into a sentence. Okay? So, for I'll give you some example. Um, right. So, for example, when you say, ang dagko nga plato, so when you say, ang dagko nga plato, it's like buak ang dagko nga plato. So buak would mean broken. So so ang ang dagko nga plato is just one phrase. So you add another phrase, an adjective of phrase, which is that would mean you have to use an adjective in order for it to become a complete sentence. Then it would be like buak. Buak is um, broken, followed by the subject. So the object followed. You have to follow the sentence. So I'm not sure if we have discussed this before. Yeah, but I think we have discussed this before. But the object of the the the, 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 the structure of a sentence for non-verbal sentence, it means without using the verb, it would be like object followed by the topic of the sentence. Okay? So the object would be the buak. So using adjective as an object of a sentence or the predicate of the of the of the of the subject. So, buak was broken, and then the topic would be ang dangko nga plato. So, that would be um, the broken, uh, the big plates. So, the big plates, so if you translate that in English, you have to switch, this, you have to switch the, 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 the structure. Because in English, the subject comes first, followed by the object, right? But in, in Cebuano, the object comes first, followed by the subject for nonverbal sentence. So, then you would say, Dag, buak ang mga dagko nga plato, that would mean, when you translate in English, that would be the big plates are broken. Yep, so that's how it goes. Alright. Okay, now, as I mentioned before, remember when I taught you how to greet? Like, maayong buntag, it from, it's from maayong nga buntag. So we're following this, that, that, that structure. You can actually contract you can contract this from using the nga. You can remove the a at the end and attach the ng to the adjective itself. 
but the trick there is that you can only do that when the adjective ends with a vowel. If it doesn't end with a vowel, you cannot use it. You cannot contract it, okay? Right, so we have here an example. So our first example earlier is ang dagko nga plato, right? So if you want to contract that, it becomes ang dagkong plato. So because it dagko ends with dagko ends with a vowel o dagko, that you can contract the ng uh, with the nga into an ng and attach it into the into the adjective, and that turns into an um, an eclectic particle or eclectic particle. My professor posted it a while ago, and my, my, my professor, Professor Villias, she said um, it's she used the term cladic, and I have been using the word eclectic because I've read it somewhere that it's eclectic. But she's because she's my professor, and you know she knows better than I do, so I would follow. Then it would be cladic. Yeah, I would use the word cladic. It's just a linguistic term. It's not something you can you need to remember, but. You know, for those out there who are interested, so it's cladic. Cladic, I don't know the difference between a cladic and ecladic particle, but yeah, it's either both anyway. So, ang, from ang dako nga plato, ang dago nga plato, it becomes ang dagkong plato. So, that's how you contract the nga. So, the same thing that I've explained before from maayong from maayong nga buntag so it's a type of morning that is beautiful maayong nga buntag or good actually it's a type of morning that is good um you turn it into maayong buntag which is a type of greeting now but we also use maayong nga buntag for greeting anyway um right so another example would be the next example mga gagmay nga tao Mga gagmay nga tao. From mga gagmay nga tao, it becomes mga gagmayng tao. Mga gagmayng tao. So, what happened there? It ends with an Y. Gagmay ends with a Y. Well, you have to remember that Y sounds like an E, right? It sounds like an E, so that's why it is sometimes considered as a consonant, especially if it ends in, if it's part of the... It's in the end of a syllable. So sometimes we consider it as a consonant or a, a vowel because of the sound it produces. E sound, gamai. Ma, e. So even though it's a Y, it sounds like an E sound. But that's why we can attach the NG next to it. So gagmain tao. Now, what you need to practice is you need to work on how to shift that sound. Because... The shifting of the sound, it's what we call glide or diphthongs. You have to learn that very specifically because that's that can be a little tricky. And one of the problems that my students have is pronouncing the, the pronouncing the sounds. Yeah, I noticed that a lot. They they've been having problem um, pronouncing sounds in Cebuano, and I keep on repeating and repeating. But that's the thing. Even though you're having my lesson, you need to practice on your own. You need to take time to study, to take time. To, it's not just going to come. Because when you have my class, I'm going to explain a sentence structure to you. I'm going to give you examples. I'm going to give you exercises so you can practice so that it will stick into your brain. But the thing is, you still need to study. 
and this 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 is a problem because a lot of my students they they rely on my lesson so much they don't study anymore which is not a good thing okay you really need to take time like any other language when you want to learn a language you really have to take time to try to uh, to practice especially because most of you don't have an opportunity to use the language you barely have any chance to speak the language you're not surrounded by people who speak the language and that is very detrimental. So even though I keep on explaining how it works, how the sentences work, how the phrases work, it's still a problem with memorization or remembering because you don't get to use it all the time. And because you don't study, you don't take time to study, you don't take time to read materials, to, to you know, to be exposed with a language, it easily fades away. That's what we call language attrition. And people who suffers from language attrition are learners, beginner learners. They often uh, have problem remembering new language because they don't have a chance to use it. And that's what you need to work on, okay? So, yeah, I, I, I do feel bad about it. Like, I do want to give more time. That's why I always tell my students, if you have questions... If you want to ask me a question, any kind of question, or if you just want to have a little chat in Cebuano, send me a message in WhatsApp. Send me a message in, in Skype. I'll be more than happy to, to, to respond to you. I'll, I'll respond to you as much as I can. We can have a little chat in the, so you can have a little practice. So you'll have more reasons to speak the language and to use whatever you're learning. Because, you know... No matter how much I teach this structure, if you don't, if you don't practice, if you don't try to memorize the words, it's it's pointless, really. Because, uh, well, it's not really pointless. Because then you'd be able to understand how it works. Like you know, you, you get an understanding. The thing is, there is the 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 the, diff, the, um, the thing about language is that you should have more understanding than output. You should have more input than output so it's no it's normally like two is to one like two inputs for one output you normally you're not as good as expressing your your thoughts in the target language uh, compared to understanding whatever it is that you are perceiving like for example when somebody talks to you you can understand what they're talking about because then you have because you know you probably had my lesson or something you can't understand what they're talking about, but the problem is that you don't have enough chance. You didn't get enough chance to to, to develop your vocabulary and and use it. So then, when you when the chance or um, when the chance come that you need to really have to speak the language, when the opportunity comes, you don't get to use it because you get stumped, like, you get confused, like, oh, what's the word again for this? And you must use, what's the word again for that? Or, like, how am I supposed to say it again like this? I can't understand what they're talking about. I can't understand it because it, it's ingrained in my brain. But the problem is that how am I going to respond to that? How am I going to say things? Because, you know, you never get to have a, a, a chance to practice. So always, always practice. So that's my, that's my tip for you guys. You know, matter the thing about language is that you really have to it's a sink and swim thing. Like you really have to get in there and just try your best to 
to express your thoughts and try your best to 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 practice even though it sounds weird even though it's embarrassing people might may laugh at you it's part of the learning process everybody does that you know when we're kids when 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 adults talk to us sometimes they laugh at us because we we sound a little funny learning the language but it's it's, a, it's, a, it's part of the process you know you don't need to be ashamed of that and you know if they, if they're laughing you can tell you can you can tell them like oh um i'm still learning so you can laugh all you want but i'm still learning um anyway so next we have ang mga mahalong mahalon nga mga sanina so it become so ang mga mahalon nga mga sanina so ma- mahalon nga sanina it becomes mahalong sanina right so you you contract the nga into ng and attach it to the adjective so what about this one um mga pobre nga katawhan mga pobre nga katawhan it becomes what mga pobre nga katawhan it becomes mga pobring katawhan yeah it becomes mga pobring katawhan right lastly we have mga lami nga pagkaon mga lami nga pagkaon so mga lami nga pagkaon it becomes when you contract it it becomes mga laming pagkaon mga laming pagkaon you can actually say as well, mga lami ang pagkaon. Right? So when you add a at the end of an adjective, it expresses more feelings. You're intensifying the feeling. Lami ah. Daku ah. Oh, so big. Like lami ah. Oh, wow. That's so good. Oh, ninduta. From nindut, it becomes ninduta. So when you say ninduta, it becomes like, wow, that's so nice. It's so great. It's so beautiful. Or when you say, um, what else? I can't think. Oh, hayag. Hayag means bright because right now I'm, I'm in a bright, very bright place right now. So hayag is bright. So if you, if you want to express like intense emotion, like surprise or something like that, you say, oh, hayag. Or when you're like, you're very annoyed by something, you would say, oh, hayag. Like, oh my God, it's so bright. So annoying. Something like that, yeah. So you add an a at the end of the adjective, right? So that also, there's actually a lot of rules for adjectives. You can add a lot of things into adjective and add a little bit, like small meanings into into this into the adjective itself. From from its original meaning, you can spice it up a little bit. You can, um, in my lesson, I would teach uh, reduplication. Um, adding on or hon, adding ka or something like that. So, yeah, right. So there's a lot of things to do with adjective to express to you know to make it to add a little more into it. So last time we did the comparative and the superlative form, right? So that's just one of it. One of those things that you can do with the adjective to give a little more meaning. So it's not just adjective itself. There's a lot more thing. There are plenty of things that you can do with the adjective to make it sound, to make to give a little more colored into it, like to make it a little more interesting. Right. So right. So um yeah, I guess that's it for now. Uh, 
Right. So just remember, so the, the word lesson for, for, for this structure, you have the adjective followed by the particle nga and followed by the noun. That's the basic structure that you have to follow. You can uh, add anything in between, whatever you like. Um, you can even make it a little longer as well. There's a lot of things that you can do it into it, but the main structure is adjective, particle nga, and then the noun. And that would explain a type, what type of noun it is. Like, is it a beautiful type of flower? Is it a long type of stick? Or is it a big type of house? Or is it a deep type of pool? So you can do that. So um, if you want to figure out some vocabularies, if you want to learn vocabularies, I suggest you go to binisaya.com. Um, that's the, it, to be honest, it's not the best. I think I mentioned this before. It's not the best um, dictionary website for Cebuano, but it is because there's a lot of the, 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 the meaning, most of their meanings are consistent, but they add a lot of other things, unnecessary things into it. That it gets a little bit confusing for learners. So it um, it can be a little confusing, but if you really want to learn vocabularies, you can send me a DM or you can email me as well. Um, maybe we can work something out for you, okay? By the way, if you want to have my lesson, I'm f I will make time to have lesson with you. We can negotiate with a time whatever fits for us, for the both of us. So depends on where you are, depends on your availability. Um, we can talk it out. So just email me, send me a DM. Um, you can send me a DM in Instagram or you can send me an email on the link in the description below um, and we can work something out, all right? Okay, so um, yeah, and that's it. And that is it for our episode for today. Thank you very much for tuning in in our podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button to get the latest updates of our podcast. Salamat sa pagpaminaw, ugkita tapuhon. Hamping pirmi, bye bye.